Hey there, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we are pleased to welcome Stephanie Dreyer, aka Veg Mama who is a meal planning expert. Now, meal planning is something that a lot of people, including us, can struggle with. So we're excited to talk to her about her top tips for not only meal planning, but also batch cooking. Cause That's I, right. Yeah, because I think the thing is, we get all gung-ho about it, and then <laughs> it fades off. So And that is her specialty. This is her specialty, so we are super excited to talk to her about that today. But before that, we have... A new rating. Yay. We haven't had one of these in a while. I Yay. Know. All right. And this is a five star. This is uh, from uh, the San Francisco Bay area from DDD, <laughs> who <laughs> says, we appreciate Vegetarian Zen in the Bay Area. It says, I've listened to you all for years and will continue until the time comes when you have to turn off your lights. <laughs> I mean that in a good way, LOL. I'm sending you both positive vibes and please know all your podcasts are important and relevant. We need more Vicky and Larissa's in the podcast world. That's awesome. Aww, thank so you. So not only did we get our first review that we've gotten in a while, but it's an awesome one. Yep. So thank you, DDD. Another group we'd like to give a thank you to is our sponsor for today. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc. Any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of Vegetarian Zen. On the right-hand side of the page, you're going to see some various support levels, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And you can also customize your uh, level of giving, by the way. Those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some Vegetarian Zen swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page. And you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. And we do have a new one-time donation from Terry Duckett. Thank you so much, Terry. Terry uh, provided us with, uh, bought us a juice <laughs> at the terrific tomato level. So thank you so much for your uh, support. All Everything we get goes right back into keeping, keeping the, lights the lights on, on. like DDD says, <laughs> so we don't have to turn the lights off anytime soon. That's right. All right. Are we ready to get into our interview? Oh, I'm so excited. Stephanie Dreyer is a plant-based meal planning expert and the founder of Batch Cooking Club, a weekly vegan meal prep membership that makes mealtime easier. 
She's affectionately known as Veeg Mama, V-E-E-G Mama, on her social media feeds where she shares cooking videos, meal planning tips, recipes, and more. She's also the award-winning author of the vegan picture books, Not a Nugget and Not a Purse, both available on Amazon. She has been featured in Veg News and Chickpea Magazine and has contributed to several popular media outlets, including the Los Angeles Times, Parade, World of Vegan, Veg News, and Men's Journal. Really excited to get into this interview. So without further ado, let's bring Stephanie on the show. Welcome, Stephanie. Welcome. Hi. Well, we are very excited to have you here. And you know, um, I was we were talking just a little bit before we started recording, and you are episode number 367. And when we started talking about you being on the show, one of the things that as I was looking into your background, I know you're big into batch cooking. And I look, I was looking back through some of our previous podcasts, and I was <laughs> I even had to ask Larissa this. I said, have we not done a show completely about batch cooking? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> talk about it. We talk about it a lot. But uh, actually, like, we both realized that we hadn't done, like, an episode just devoted to that and nothing else. I mean, we mention it all the time. So oh my know, gosh, it's like my favorite. <laughs> yeah, so we know you you're like uh you've got some probably good tips and I know this is this is a challenge to a lot of folks including us and this can really derail a lot of your goals if you don't plan ahead so we're really anxious to talk to you about that. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I would love to. Um I my name as you said Stephanie Dreyer and I'm so happy to be here. I um I'm a plant-based meal planning expert and a mama of three. So my, I, my kind of, uh, my website and everything is, is labeled Veg mama because I identify strongly with both being a vegan and a mom. And I'm also a children's book author. I have two vegan picture books. Um, so I'm very passionate about, um, plant-based living and living healthy and raising, children that are aware of their choices and mindful and compassionate. So um, I went vegan about 11 years ago and uh, after being vegetarian for five years and I went vegan overnight, like I can't believe it. It was like, I was crazy. I didn't, I don't know how I did that. I wouldn't recommend that to (laughs) to people. Um, And I haven't looked back since I've got three kids. Uh, my oldest is 16. I have a 14 year old and an 11 year old, two girls. And then my son is 11. That's awesome. That sounds like you have your hand, hands full too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I do. I do have my hands full. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, also that uh, with your kids, that your family, this is another challenge with folks in our community coming from a fam- uh, having a family of mixed eaters. So meaning maybe some are vegan, vegetarian, or maybe some are omnivore. Uh, that can be a challenge for a lot of folks. We know that. We hear that a lot in our peas and carrots uh, community, which is our close Facebook group. Um, how do you, uh, what are some tips maybe you have for how people can uh, learn to adjust with that? And and especially when you have you know, a big family, it can be very challenging. It's like, do you make something different for everybody? Or how does, how, what are some tips you have for that? Yeah, I have a lot of tips. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been living this for 11 years. Um, I went, when I went vegan, my youngest was, I was still nursing my, my son and my, my other two were six and three. So we were, you know, I was in the the beginning throes of like learning how to feed my family for a bunch of different, you know, not just, um, dietary needs, but also, you know, different stages of life, you know, um, 
So there's a couple things that I recommend. Um, and actually, I should say, my experience living and going through this as a vegan living in an omni family where I do all the cooking and all the grocery shopping has really led me to my, um, oh, I didn't mention, I am, I'm also the founder of Batch Cooking Club, which is a vegan weekly meal prep membership. And that is what kind of inspired the, this process that I do to cook. So first thing I recommend is set up ground rules. Um, that was something I struggled with with my family at the beginning. Um, I think for those of us who are vegan or vegetarian that are very passionate about, their, most of us have some kind of pivotal moment where it's something just clicked and you were like, oh, of course, vegan. I'm, I'm vegan now. And for, for me, it was that way, I should say. I had this um, very, I call it my aha moment while I was nursing my son. And it became like, like the, the, the skies opened up, right? And the, the heavens opened above and we're like, vegan is the way to go. And I was so passionate and so sure that anybody that I shared this information with was going to see it the same way as me, right? <laughs> so I was a little disappointed when I announced that night that I wasn't having pizza, cheese pizza. And my girls are like, you know, confused. They're worried about me. Why isn't mom eating the pizza anymore? And my husband was like respectful, but he was like, there isn't, there isn't any way I'm, you know, giving up all this or whatever. So the beginning was rough. Um, and I think for anybody who's listening, who is going through, some, going through that, um, I want to send a lot of compassion and love because I remember those days were hard and um, communication is key. So ground rules. <laughs> Number one, I think one was ground rules of saying, what are you comfortable with? What are, you know, my husband was not comfortable with me throwing out everything from the, from the freezer that was an animal product. Um, and, you know, I think as we're passionate vegans, we, we, you know, have to remember compassion for ourselves, but also for our, our mates and our kids and our families and friends who aren't vegan. We're all on a different path. I had to remind myself that I wasn't always vegan. I wasn't a bad person before. It was just, I was different. They're just, people are in different um, parts of their, their path, their journey. And so I think having compassion was, was a big thing in respecting each other's choices. So when we set ground rules up, um, simple things, you know, like I'm not comfortable making meat. So if you, uh, this is what's for dinner. If you're going to want something else, you got, you guys need to make it. Um, from in my family, we have separate pots and pans that are for vegan foods because I don't want my stuff in where animals been cooked. Everybody has different levels of comfort. And then my kids, you know, they also don't want to feel bad when they're eating a piece of chicken or whatever, and I'm glaring at them. So the, again, it's the, the respect of that. So um, ground rules, ground rules, ground rules. I say set those up first and foremost. And then um, I'm trying to think the ground rules was the first thing we did, the compassion talk. Oh, and then I know what else I wanted to share with you. I think sharing by example is, is what has led me to compassion and um, uh, I want to say patience, but also um, acceptance of where my family is. And I think that's important to remember is if, if you can lead by example, which is what I ultimately had to realize and go, okay, stop pushing, stop forcing them to try this, stop throwing out everything that's not vegan and pushing them on to watch this movie or read this. Instead, I just lived. I just, you know, was became, you know, very joyful in my life as a vegan and 
people see that and my kids see it and they ask me questions. I, I really feel like, in fact, my oldest, she went um, vegetarian on her own. She's celebrating her vegiversary this Thanksgiving. And I truly believe it was because of just my example. Once I stopped preaching and forcing what I was doing, but, you know, just serving a f- meals that were vegan, exposing them at the beginning, some practical tips um, are to do um what I call mixed meals, where you have a general main course, right? So say it's tacos, and you have your main filling, but you might have like, you know, there might be cheese for the people who need their cheese, and there's guacamole, and there's pickled radishes for this one, whatever, everybody can make their taco the way they like. But maybe there's one or two fillings. In my case, we started out with a vegan filling, and my husband made the ground turkey filling. So I did everything but that, right? As we, I mean, this is my kids are, this has been going on. My oldest is 16. So oh, sorry, she was six when I went vegan. So 10 years, right? Now they don't even want the, we don't make the ground turkey about, you know, what I forget how many years into it was maybe three or four years. They're like, you know what, mom, we like this tempeh, whatever you made here. I don't need the other filling. And I think it's just introducing meals like that, that you can offer. I call them, um, uh, what did I say? Mixed meals, because everyone can kind of DIY it the way they want. So that's a practical, I know I just gave you a bunch of different tips, but I would say the DIY meals from a practical standpoint, but leading by example as well was really important because that helps the person come to their own choices and shows respect. And like I said, I really do credit that. I don't, I don't, I don't take responsibility for Gabby going uh, vegetarian, but I think that she got there when the way she did faster than it would have been if I had forced it on her, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that the leading by example is especially uh, true for kids because, you know, I don't know if, if your kids are anything like I was when I was growing up, but, you know, anything that my parents wanted me to do, I was like, uh-uh, I didn't want any part of it. Um, but if they just kind of let me be and just, you know, saw things that they were doing or other people were doing, I was a lot more likely to say, hey, you know, that looks interesting. Let me try that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, trying to tell a teenager to do something. Yeah, yeah. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of leads us into batch cooking. That is something I know that is your specialty. So we're really excited to hear some tips about that because this is something I think, you know, a lot of folks, uh, including us, get really gung-ho about batch cooking and we'll do it maybe for a couple of weeks in a row and then <laughs> we fall off of it. And before yeah, we I, know it, we're, and we're, we're, we're ordering a pizza or we're, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that kind of throws us off. Whereas when we batch cook and we can have, you know, we have our meals set up too and the planning part too, we're more likely to stick with our goals when we do that than when we just kind of wing it. Were you going to say something, Larissa? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that I I am spectacularly bad at batch cooking. And I think that for me, and you probably have some tips for this, but uh, for me, it's, I'm, when it comes to, I'm extremely short-sighted. So I look at it and I say, oh my gosh, I got to make all this food right now, you know, or on, on this day without, without like getting it into my head that, okay, if I just make it all today, I don't have to make it for the rest of the week. I, you know, I get like, mm-hmm. I stop at that. Oh my gosh, I got to make all this food. So um, I think that's why I, I kind of stink at it. 
So what are some some tips you have for folks, uh, including us, Stephanie, really want to hear some to, so we can. uh... Yeah. So first things first is I say market plan to eat market in your calendar, anything you, you really want to do, you schedule it. Right. I mean, especially in our busy lives these days. So my recommendation, the first thing I say to anybody is, plan a night, uh, like, and it could change every week. If you need to like figure out if you don't have like a standard day and time of the week, you can meal plan grocery shop and batch cook. If you don't have a standard time, that's okay. You can switch it every week. But what I try to do is I have a set time every Thursday in my calendar where I meal plan. I plan out the recipes I'm going to cook. And I, from there, I look at what I want to batch cook. And while I'm doing that, I make my grocery list at the same time. And then I also have in my calendar on Fridays, a time to go to the grocery store and on Sunday to batch cook. So that's number one. Like you have to plan it in your calendar because if you don't, you're not going to show up for it, right? If you prioritize the time, you'll make it happen. I sound like such a mom right now, but (laughs) it's true. Um, And the second thing is, is my approach to batch cooking is not to spend five hours in the kitchen and get everything cooked for the week. My, my plan and what we do at Batch Cooking Club is we plan to spend an hour and a half to two hours max making anywhere from four to six things that we can then use in recipes later in the week. So for example, what I, what I w- would do if you're looking at your meal plan and you've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you can look at th- what you're serving and say, okay, I'm making a stir fry or let's see, a rice bowl for dinner on Thursday. And there's marinated tofu in there. I can make that tofu on the weekend and then I can throw this, this bowl together really easy if I also roast some vegetables. So I'll roast the vegetables and I'll roast, make the tofu ahead of time. I'm going to have, you know, five salads this week. I'm going to double batch two dressings that are ready to go for the salads. I'm going to have overnight oats for breakfast. I'm going to make those jars. So you, you pick four, like I said, four to six things that are going to make your life easier during the week. And the way I decide what I'm going to batch cook is by looking at your schedule. Look at where you need the most help during the week. Do you have a late meeting one night? Do you have an early morning meeting and you're not going to be able to prep lunch or lunch or breakfast? Are you going to be on the road? Well, I guess nobody's really on the road right now, but if you're you're going to be, you know, in meetings for lunch, are you going to have to grab something portable or quick? Look and see where you need the help because the days you're home and you actually have time to cook, you probably don't mind doing a little bit more. But on those days when you really need the help and you're going to be tired, think about your energy level. If you've got a long day of meetings one day and you're just going to want to reheat something, that's an idea for a night to batch cook. And then just plan that into when you're doing your meal plan. So what, and this is, you know, we would, what the third thing I would say tip is when you organize your batch cooking Plan it. Like I said, you don't want to, I don't want you to be in the kitchen any more than two hours. There's too much great stuff to be on. Nobody wants to be in the kitchen all day. And I love to cook and I'm saying that, but um, plan your time. So you're always active and efficient. So, and that's the way we do it at Batch Cooking Club. We organize, we tell you which recipes to batch cook, but we tell you exactly how to do it and what to do. So while this is cooking on the stovetop, you're going to be whisking this dressing, you know, while this is roasting, you're going to be simmering something on the stove. And so that you marinate and roast things first, 
And while that's going, then you can cook stovetop. And while the stovetop is simmering, you can whisk and, and blend and do that kind of uh, countertop stuff. So you're always working and being efficient so you can get in and out. So those are a few few tips. I also would suggest keeping a well-stocked pantry. And I do have a free stock your pantry. You guys, I know you've done pantry um stock your pantry podcast before but if you need a free resource i do have a checklist for that because it makes batch cooking so much easier when your pantry is organized and has what you need and you don't if you're going to the grocery store once a week you don't have to worry about you know filling in random things here and there so those are a few a few tips do you have want me to expand on anything or have any questions so I was going to ask you about your batch cooking club and that's, you, you did allude to a few things there, but would love to hear a little bit more about that. Kind oh, of like, yeah. You know, how do you guys meet and, and a little bit more about some of the stuff that you guys uh, uh, discuss. Cause that sounds really helpful. I mean, I know one of the things that really stood out to me was about really capping your time and just making sure you're being efficient with that. Because I think that goes into so many other areas too, even like with your work day, because we both work from home and I know I'm so much more productive. I, I used to kind of, I, I, I was, I, I mentioned to you that my background was in the corporate world and I kind of gotten into like a lot of people, you kind of measure your productivity by how much time you spend on something. And it really mm -hmm. was, it's not that you can actually get stuff done in two hours sometimes if you're just efficient <laughs> and, and exactly. the days that are more productive is where I kind of block my time and say, I'm working on this for this amount of time rather than I'm just working all day. And especially when you work from home, it's so easy to do that. And I'm like working a little bit and then going to watch TV for a little bit and working a little bit versus being really focused and uh, mm -hmm. you get so much more done. And I think that's one of the things that, that in the past has kind of turned me off about the idea of batch cooking is thinking of spending an entire Sunday, five or six hours with all these <laughs> pots boiling and a yes. mess in the kitchen and all of that. Um, whereas the way you described it sounds much more doable. Right. I mean, and that's the, that's the point. This is for busy. My batch cooking club is for busy people who want to eat healthier more homemade meals, but they don't want to spend forever in the kitchen. So you're exactly right. I, I'm not one of those people who wants to spend five hours in the kitchen either. And again, I love to cook, but batch cooking should work for you, not make more work for you. That's my philosophy. Um, yeah, <laughs> so sure. yeah, I, I can thank you for asking about batch cooking club. I can definitely share a little bit more about that. So um, it's a weekly meal prep membership. It's all plant-based. We are, every recipe has options for gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free, and oil-free. And um, we have an ingredient substitution guide for every, every week. Um, it's a weekly membership. So every week there's new recipes and the substitution guide gets updated. So if there's an ingredient on there that, you know, you got picky eaters or you don't like that, there's options for ideas to swap out. But the premise of it is, is like I said, we give you, um, uh, four, actually four dinners for the week. And for, that was a very strategic um, thinking behind that is I know as a, as a home cook, I don't want to be making seven new recipes a week. That's a little overwhelming to me again, for someone who even cooks a lot. And you know, you, I, we always suggest you have a night for leftovers and that you have maybe want to take out one night. And then that also leaves you a day to, to rotate in something that you love and is familiar to you. So we give you four recipes. It doesn't mean you have to do all of them, but we also, we give you a suggested um, 
menu for the week and we give you a blank one. So that way you can move things around. Like I said, make it work for your schedule. So say we have the tacos on, on Monday night, but you really need, you don't need help on Monday night. You need help on Tuesday night. You can switch it around. So we give you the menu or the, the meal, the menu. Yeah. And then we give you the recipes. So, and that could mean like, for example, say you're, we're having tacos one night, stir fry another night and a soup another night. We then take from those recipes, those four meals, um, components that can be batch cooked on the weekends. And so we take those recipes out. So you get about um, eight recipes total between the four meals and then the four to five batch cook recipes. And then we, we in addition to the recipes, we give you a, the plan. So we tell you what tools and equipment you're going to need to cook everything. We give you a grocery list for all the ingredients and we give you the plan. So it literally says, number one, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Number two, prepare the rice. And while the rice is simmering, start preparing X. You know, it literally walks you step by step by step. So you don't have to think. That's my goal is I want to take the thinking away from you. So you don't have to think at all. You can just follow the directions and then relax knowing that you've got healthy homemade food ready to go. And the idea is that after you batch cook these four to five, sometimes six, usually it's only four to five recipes that during the week, those four meals will come together in 30 minutes, sometimes 15 or 10, depending on what you've batch cooked. If it's a soup, it's already ready to go and you can just reheat it. Um, so that's the idea behind it. We have a Facebook group that's private just for our members where, um, you know, we support each other and encourage each other. And I do live weekly cooking classes featuring a recipe from that week's plan on our public face, uh, Facebook page. So you can kind of get a taste of it too. We also offer a free week. So if you wanted to try that, you could, but um, yeah, that's the premise of the plan. And it started because I was doing these batch cooking parties in my house like three years ago while I was working full time. And they, it was on Sundays and people were just responding so well to them and they wanted me to do them more often. And I was like, wow, people really find benefit. And, and how can I help more people? How can I do this on a bigger scale? And really that's what led me to do this. I was like, okay, what they really loved was having not to think. <laughs> they loved having the shopping all done for them, the list all done. They loved having um, recipes that they could turn, you know, food that they could turn into quick meals later in the week. And so that's, you know, what led me to, to start Batch Cooking Club and that I'm so excited to get to share with more people now. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the best way to start anything is, is by, um, you know, recognizing a need that, that you have and that other people have, and then, you know, creating something awesome around that. And um, I mean, it, it just sounds amazing to me. I, I love the concept and I love the, the, you know, the less I have to think, the better. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's my, that's I mean, my I, personal <laughs> motto. I don't want to think. I agree with you. That, and that's why I, I, so many um, of my friends, you know, other working parents, are just, I realize that I, I'm an anomaly in a little bit of a source that not everybody does a meal plan. And with a family, I find that extraordinary because I don't know how I would get dinner on the table with all the things I juggle without a plan. And I am a planner. So I guess that's not saying much. Or I'm, a, I'm a type A planner person at heart. But I think if you think about it, if you spend, you know, like I was saying, you pick like Thursday night and you spend 30 minutes 
figuring out the plan, you don't have to think about it during the week. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I don't want to think about it. I just want to look at the paper and it says, oh yeah, that's right. This is what we're having. And I already prepped the beans for it. So I just have to do this now. That's the whole goal. Well, yeah. And it can pull on you too, even if you don't know it, you know, like uh, with anything else, I'm a planner too. Uh, I'm big in productivity kind of stuff, but like uh, I play with a lot of productivity. I used to be a productivity coach back when I was, uh, that was one of my responsibilities back in the my corporate job. And I really loved it because it's one of those things where when people start to understand how you can, um, how planning really impacts your well-being overall too, because you're not having to worry about it. You know, when you're, when you're thinking, what, what am I going to do for dinner tonight? It's kind of that little nagging thing that's on, especially when you're the one in charge of it, right? I mean, if you're not right. in charge of it, it's not really a, you know, you're just like, oh, something's going to show up on the table. But when you're the response, you're on deck for it, it can nag at you if you're not sure what you're going to do. Whereas, like you said, if you plan ahead of time, you're not even thinking about it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to transition uh, a little bit here now, and I want to talk about your children's books. And uh, yeah, because they're they're so adorable. And I I will admit, when I was first uh, reviewing, you know, Vicky always makes an outline for our our uh, our podcast episodes for when we record, just a you know a bullet outline. And I saw that you had two children's books, and I saw the names. I saw not a nugget and not a purse. And I was like, okay, well, the nugget one, I can maybe like figure what that is, but the purse kind of threw me. And then I looked on your website and I saw the, the, the covers and I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so I would love to hear about how, how those came about and uh, just a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the whole idea, they're non they're nonfiction picture books. And the whole idea that inspired me well, children, of course, inspired. They were the reason. Children, they're specifically though their connection with animals when they're young. And I was fascinated by how we're so connected when we're little, but then somehow become so disconnected. And that happened to me when I was vegetarian. I was vegetarian for five years, and then all of a sudden started eating meat again for three years before I went vegan. And I was really fascinated by like how that happened. And I think we have so much potential in our children. And I truly, really, really, really believe that children are our future. And they, that was the inspiration behind this book was how I could make um, animals relatable to kids. So every spread in the book has a fact about an animal friend, and then some type of relatable, um, you know, information, which I had so much fun, by the way, researching for both of these books. Um, So for example, not if if it shows a picture of a pig and it says not a nugget on one I'm sorry not a nugget not a hot dog on one side and on the other side it says did you know that pigs can play video games with a joystick just like you and it goes on to give a little info about how pigs can do that and it connects you know what kid can't relate to playing a video game with a joystick right and it connects them with the animal in a way that helps them personify them and that was what I really wanted to do. And so you, you go through the, each of the books, but Not a Nugget is about all the animals that we eat. Not a Purse is all about all the animals that we wear or use in our house. And at the end, I offer, you know, a few more fun facts, but then also what can we eat instead and what can we wear or use instead to give parents and families practical resources and options for doing, you know, choosing differently. And then also on my website, at stephaniedreyer.com. Um, I have, there's a tab for my books and I have a ton of free resources that you can download 
um, to like use with the books, you know, and, and lots of fun things there. So if people are, have little ones and are interested in that, you can get all that for free over there. And it's some fun stuff to keep the learning going and to keep the conversation going. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about the book. Thank you for asking about yeah. that. They're well, little passion they're, they're project s- of mine. <laughs> they're so adorable. And I mean, I, I got to say that, I mean, the, the idea behind that is just brilliant because one of the things that is such an issue for so many people about veganism and vegetarianism is that, you know, uh, we can be perceived sometimes because of uh, the actions of some as, you know, pushy or overbearing or judgmental. And I think that the way that you approach this in, in the books just makes it so, like you said, relatable um, and not you're, you're teaching without um, pushing without preaching, mm-hmm. preaching. Yes. <laughs> Teaching without preaching. That's exactly what I, what, <laughs> Thank what I you. That was a big goal of mine. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that that just accomplishes that perfectly and not just for kids um, because, you know, parents are going to be reading these with their kids. And then at the back, like you said, you've got resources that are kind of, you know, geared for kids, but also for parents. Um, I think that that's kind of like a really gentle way to approach that. Uh, you know, kids are a lot less likely to be offended if you if you say something than than adults would if you say, well, you shouldn't be eating that, you know, which, which we wouldn't say mm-hmm. either and neither would you. But, uh, you know, I think adults are a lot more likely to kind of bristle at, at suggestions <laughs> like that. But when you put it in a children's picture book, I think that kind of diffuses everything and makes it, you know, a lot easier to, to talk about. Well, like you Absolutely. said, I think children are closer to the understanding, like simple. I think as we get older, we tend to get desensitized, you know, to certain things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. So, um, did want to talk about some things is you have some free resources. So we talked about your, your, uh, yeah. but definitely you have some great resources that I checked out uh, before, before, as we were starting to talk. Uh, so you have a batch cooking planner, you have a meal planning guide and a weekly meal planner, right? You have those three. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about what's in those? Yeah. So the batch cooking planner is that process that I talked to you through earlier, it actually takes you through on worksheets. So it actually helps you write out when the date and time when you're going to plan, shop, prep. And then it takes you through planning a menu and then figuring out what to take out to batch cook and then how to organize those batch cook recipes into an order so that you're in and out of the kitchen in one to two um, hours. So you can get that at batchcookingclub.com slash planner. And then I also have a, um, just a menu, like actually it's included in that too, but if you just wanted like a meal plan, just a blank meal plan, I have a template for that. Um, that's literally, it's just say you, you want to organize your meals and actually plan to eat. It's a perfect template for that. And you mentioned, um, I think you just mentioned, or did I just mention about the free plan? If you wanted more help, if you wanted to actually try, if you don't want to pick out recipes yourself and you don't want to think about it. Um, our memberships start at just $10 a month and you can try us free at batchcookingclub.com backslash free. Um, and it's an, an actual plan. So you can see what our members get every week. 
Excellent. And one more question, uh, just along those lines, because, you know, we have our closed Facebook group as well. And you mentioned the closed Facebook group for your members. What is like, just thinking off the top of your head, what is something that you see as a, as a pretty consistent challenge for folks that, you know, is it, is it, it, yeah, it's, it's honestly what we were talking about earlier, people not making the time, like they just, they start off and then it falls off their radar And so what I really encourage people to do is just schedule it because once you schedule it, you see that you do have the time because you're making the time. And like I said, it doesn't have to be the same time every week. If you say your kid has something going on and so that time this week isn't going to work, that's okay as long as you shift it. Um, And I think for planners like me, I'm probably, you know, I'm preaching to the choir because I plan, you know, I plan out my week Fridays, you know, at the end of the day, I plan for the next week for work, right? It's the same way you plan your personal life, right? So just plan time in here because that's what I hear all the time. I just don't have the time. And I'm like, you do, you can find an hour, an hour and a half, you know, you just have to, you have to plan for it. Just like anything, you plan your exercise, you plan, you know, your date nights, you got to plan for it. Well, and you know, I, I do think too, that's a, that is a, um, it's how you prioritize it too, right? Because if something's mm-hmm. really important, you really have to ask yourself that. Because there's been certain things that, as I've just reprioritized th- or, or have been after, I'll get. I'll give you a great example. Music. I have like a. Uh, I have a degree in music, and I love playing my guitar. And so for the longest time on my daily habit tracker, um, I had practiced my guitar. Well, it's. And I would always say, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then I just, I had an honest discussion with myself to say, am I really not having time or am I just not making this a priority? Because if it's a priority, I'll make time. Right. So I think you kind of just have to have some of those honest discussions with yourself too, to say, this is really important to me. I'm going to make the time. And the other thing I was going to say too, is about um, not bad uh, getting on yourself for not being perfect. So let's just say I planned it for, you know, my, my batch cooking for 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then, you know, all of a sudden I don't have kids, so I can't use that example, but my dog has an emergency <laughs> or something mm-hmm. and I missed it. It doesn't mean you don't get to plan it, again, like just push it. Or you. Right. a lot of times we beat ourselves up for not being perfect and instead of just saying, okay, I missed that one. Can I do something different? Was it, was it within my control? Can I just reschedule it? rather than just saying, well, I guess I'm not good at this batch cooking thing. And that's, 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 it's not like all or nothing, you know, you can absolutely just reschedule it or try again. (laughs) That's such a great point. Such a great point. I love that. Well, Stephanie, it has been amazing have you, having you on the show. Like I said, I'm, this was long overdue. And Larissa said, you know, we have talked about it kind of indirectly about batch cooking, but hearing it come from an expert like yourself, hearing some good tips, very helpful. Can you let folks know where they can find you? Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so at batchcookingclub.com is our website and there's a tab at the top for all those resources I just mentioned. And on Facebook and in Instagram, I am Batch Cooking Club. That's it, at Batch Cooking Club. <laughs> well, definitely. I, You know, I signed up for your mailing list uh, just when we started talking because I, I definitely uh, was, uh, your emails are very helpful too by the way. So oh, anyone's looking to, anyone looking to get on that, uh, getting some good tips to um, should sign up for the email. Thank you. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really have enjoyed having you. And you've inspired us. Oh, oh, you made my day. Thank you for saying that. And it's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that was a great interview with Stephanie, and it was long overdue. Like I said, I can't imagine that we haven't just... I know we've talked about batch cooking indirectly, lot, yeah. but, but we haven't had just a show di- just that was all about batch cooking. And, and now we yeah, have. Yeah, now we have. <laughs> so I really love her approach because it just seems doable. You know, I think it can be very intimidating to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the way she puts it out there is just really doable. It sounds like something I, you know, just turn on some people's court and just <laughs> start batch cooking. Or football on Sundays. Now. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I think about it like exercising. If you if you think about, oh, I've got to do it for this amount of time for it to mean anything, mm-hmm. then it's, you just don't do it. Right. right. But if you start slow and build a habit, you know, maybe batch cook one thing uh, one week and then build it up to, you know, a couple things. And then, you know, pretty soon you're doing your full hour to two hours uh, a couple times a week and you're good. Yep, exactly. So like we said, we'll have links to all the ways that you can find Stephanie, including links to her children's book uh, in the show notes and also to her website which has those uh, free resources we talked about and of course if you want to learn more about her batch cooking club there will be information about that too that's right i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet you can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.